Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Right in the heart of Christmas season, we come to heart. you from the Smith and Roland Unplugged podcast, where after this podcast is over, you're going to say to yourself, my, my, those <laughs> men sure do have a Christmas festive spirit. My, my, I can my, see my. Rudolph turning around to Santa in his yeah. sleigh with yeah. that big red nose, looking yeah. at Santa and saying, Mama, <laughs> mama, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. I got thinking about that earlier. Do you know Santa Claus the same thing as truck driver? He just did it in a sleigh. Well, you know, and that's the truth. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's so, a lot of parallels between me and Santa Claus. There are, you know? there are. I'll do it. You know? Well, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, I mean, I, you got to think will. about these things. Yeah, I know all that white hair and stuff. I that's right. You. I've got white hair on my chin and. I've noticed that when I come pulling into a place, they always say, ho, ho, ho. So, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. They see, see there. You're caught in a lie right there, right out of the sheet. You're caught right dead in a lie. Santa's the one that says, ho, ho, ho. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah, that's right. right. I've got yeah, to turn yeah. around. Well, well that's see. what I'll start saying when I pull in. Ho, ho, ho. And they'll say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and I've then I'll say, my, my, my. My, my, All right, Mr. <laughs> Owen, good morning. And as you're driving down the road, I don't know what part of the world you're in or what interstate you're on. Yeah, uh, I'm your, not sure. With your big sleigh. Yeah. As you're pulling your big sleigh in the big red truck. I try, yeah. But we got a little something I'm concerned about this morning, I think would be due our concern and our commentary. It is on Blaze Media. It's by Chris Enlow. Yep. And this came out uh, yesterday, <laughs> December the 4th, on Blaze Media. Title of this news article is Speaker Johnson refuses, you know, our Speaker Johnson refuses yep. to stand by when James Carville attacks his Christian faith. Now, watch this as a bigger threat than Al Qaeda. Mm, think about that, everybody. Yeah. Now, just sit right there and drink a cup of coffee and think on that one. Speaker yep. Johnson refuses to stand by when James Carville attacks his Christian faith as a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Wow. House yep. Speaker Mike Johnson refuses to sit idly and let Democrats attack Christians with bad faith attacks. On Friday, Democrat strategist James Carville was speaking with, with Bill mayor when he offered his perspective on Christians like Johnson. They're a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda, he said. Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the biggest threats we have today to the United States, Carville claimed. This is a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda Qaeda to this country. There you go. Well, we've known for some time that there is a at least a segment of the Democrat Party that is anti-Christian, and they kind of dress it up with political jargon around it by saying, you know, there should be separation church and state and all of those type things. What their underlying meaning is they don't want anything from the Christian faith or anything from the Bible to influence the political system that have to play one. That's basically what they're saying, to my way of understanding anyway. So when James Carville likens Christians to Muslims and to Al-Qaeda, it's literally an insane argument. And I don't even know how he could rationalize that kind of a statement. But 
It does lend me to this thought, Alan, and we discussed it a little earlier. We're right in the middle of anti-Semitism in America. It's on the rise. The college professors from Harvard and Yale and other institutions are testifying before the Senate today, as a matter of fact, on the college campuses allowing such anti-Semitism on their college universities, on their Mm -hmm. campuses. And on the heels of this hatred of the Jews is going to come yet another level of hatred toward Christians. This is where this news article is leading us to and why it causes us great concern and why it should cause us great concern is because the trend lines are heading toward hatred of Christians in America on the level of what we're seeing with the the anti-Semitism. So I do believe that that's coming. And Speaker Johnson will be a target of that because he has acknowledged his Christian faith. And it used to be that when politicians were running for office, it was a positive for them to say, I allow my faith to govern me. That's no Mm -hmm. longer a positive in the political world. So, you know, we're losing the battle in terms of that. You know, in our our Congress, I think it was in the 60s that they voted to put in God we trust on a banner in there as a refuting liberalism and the communist mindset being in America. In other words, they went through this formality and adopting in God we trust in that, I think it's either in the Senate or House, one or Uh the other, but that plaque or whatever they've got there in in a total rebuttal to such behavior as that. So that's, uh, you're talking 60 years ago now. And uh, so we had the day that if you made such this statement, they'd have run you out of there. Or they wouldn't oh, let you absolutely. back in. He was they actually let on a talk, in. talk right. show when he said this, but with Bill Meyer, and I don't know why well, that needs to be mm-hmm. so credible, but nonetheless. Now, let me say something else also, Jeff. He said that this is a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda to this country. Well, listen, Al-Qaeda is a terrorist organization. Yes, yes. you can call them Muslim, but I mean, I, I separate Muslim from Al-Qaeda, to be very honest. I do you, too. Jeff, I do too. Mind. And there is a difference. I, there is I, a mean, difference. I mean, Al-Qaeda yeah. is more like BLM to me, yeah. you see. It's a type of a group that brings, when you burn down houses and burn up, tear up property and all that, I call that terrorism. Yes, And uh, because you're trying to put fear, you're trying to control the situation through fear. So that's what a terrorist organization is. Here, he is saying that Christianity and putting Johnson, Speaker Johnson in there with it, he's saying that they're a terrorist organization to this country is his statement. And he, Carville went on to say this, Jeff, let me uh, have another quote here. He went on to say, and let me tell you something, the Speaker of the House, they got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more. Don't kid yourself. People in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed, what he the threat is. And this is a fundamental threat to the United States. It is a fundamental thing. They don't believe in the Constitution. They tell you that Mike Johnson himself says, what is democracy but two wolves and a lamb having lunch? That's mm. what they really, really, really believe. And to say, oh, come on, man, it's just some crazy S. No, no. Yeah. 
They believe that. And they're coming and they've been doing it forever. They've, they're funded, they're funded, they relentlessly, and you know, they probably won't win for a while, but they might. And if they do, the whole country blows a gasket. Now, here's what Mayer actually threw Carville a bone, asking if he was referring to Christian nationalism. And Carville said, absolutely. Yeah. So there you can see how the attack, of course, Johnson is the focal point here of the attack, but he is using him as for what he stands for. Now, somewhere sure. or another, somebody needs to give him just a little, he needs to just walk through his the halls of Congress and look on the wall, and he can tell, be told that this is a Christian nation and the leaders before him were just like Johnson for the most yeah, part. Yeah, they was. And so uh, you're talking about totally not informed. He's not even, well, he's Ill, is a little Ill, Ill-informed, but he is just basically doesn't know how we got to where we are. And he well, is, and this Alan, is what I started, call rewriting history. Well, I start to say that started back a couple, two or three decades ago when they started rewriting history. That's where this brings you to. It brings you to a point that, oh, if we do what our founders did, then our nation's going to implode. And they they really believe that. I mean, you was having a conversation earlier about the difference between progressives and liberals. And there is a big difference. Dennis Prager, I, I was telling you, makes a big point about how different it is between the progressives and what would be considered true liberals. There was a time when true liberals did not mind at all saying that they were a Christian and that the principles of the Bible guided their thinking and their policies. But now even the liberals are denying that and the progressive wing takes it even further and they they are basically Marxists, communists, and socialists. If you right. read any of the communist manifestos and then put that up against the progressive ideology that is trying to hijack the Democrat Party, then you'll find that they are step by step going right down the line according to the communist and the Marxist manifestos that's been written. Mm-hmm. So that is trying to hijack the Democrat Party and doing a good job of it, I might add. So what we do have is division in this country. It used to be that we were the United States of America, but now we're basically the divided States of America. And as a result of that, all of these hidden secret motives are going to come to light. And with what James Carville is saying, likening Christianity unto a terrorist organization, that's how they really feel. And they will start coming after Christians in America. And I do believe that Christians will be the target of hate in a more open way, whereas before it may have been hidden, now it will be exposed because there's been things released on the earth that's giving people the permission to speak how they really feel instead of hiding it. And that's what that's what we're seeing in Carville. Well, it's also, I don't think individuals realize it, Jeff, but they're used, being used by the demonic. They're being used by the dark side to, to say such things. This article goes on to say, however, the way in which Carville pontificated about Johnson indicated that he was speaking about Christianity generally, yep. not just any form of nationalism per se. 
but he's speaking about more about Christianity than nationalism. This is an important distinction because Johnson has never said he ascribes to any form of Christian nationalism. Quite telling, that phrase is only used when the media and Democrats want to attack him. Yeah, and there is a difference between Christian nationalism and allowing your faith to guide your thinking and process your thought. There is a difference there. You know, I have no qualms in saying The progressive side of the Democrat Party is looking for socialist nationalism. That's basically what what they accused Trump of and what they are accusing Mike Johnson of is primarily what they are guilty of in the pursuit of their own policies. It's also what shaped Adolf Hitler in Germany. I mean, that's what he was after. Exactly. Let me ask you a question. You know, a lot of people have different definitions of what nationalism is and what, then you put the term Christian nationalism on it because, as you said there, because of Hitler, nationalism has been given kind of a bad press. And I know anything that you take to an extreme takes a truth and turns it into a non-truth. You know what I'm saying? Right. So to love your nation, to stand for your nation, if Christian nationalist is is all that wrong, being a, you know, a cowboy's fan mm-hmm. is wrong too. You know Which I would, I would have to agree Which, that that is wrong well, to be a Cowboys fan. Wrong. But well, nonetheless, I, wait a minute. I digress. I, just, I digress. I, what I'm saying is to stand up for your country, to stand up for a ball team, to stand yep. with something and just like to stand for your nation. Uh, I don't see how in itself is wrong. Now, you can take that, of course, to an extreme until it turns into a non-truth. So I think, you know, we have a redefinition of terms even still happening from, you know, oh, the day is. used to be, you'd be that you were yeah. happy. And Christian, let me look it up. Up here on the internet says Christian nationalism is a type of religious nationalism that is affiliated with Christianity. It primarily focuses on the internal politics of society, such as legislating civil criminal laws that reflect their views of Christianity and the role of religion and political and social life. Now, what the heck is wrong with that? They better well, hope basically. for that. I mean, Basically, your whole law system is based off of Christianity. I, Somebody I stick to, your finger in your it, eye. Yeah. That's exactly Somebody. right. It's already based on that. Here's one of the things that nationalism what, ig- has been. Ignorance is loud, isn't it? Ignorance yeah, is it loud. is. One of the things that nationalism has been redefined as at its uh, fundamental base, nationalism is now being redefined as the stripping away of people's decisions and choices. That's what it has become. Now, that's not what the word means, I don't think, but that's what it has become. That's how it's being defined and that it's that's how it's being viewed. So if you get to that premise where it strips your choices away, take the EV mandate, the electric car mandate. California has said that in 2035, they're not going to allow the sale of any more cars that runs off of gas motors. They're going to force everybody to an, an electric vehicle. To me, that is a progressive form of nationalism. That's what's happening. So they are taking away your choice as a consumer and saying, for the greater good, we're going to force you to buy these other vehicles. Not considering the fact that those other vehicles cost you twenty and thirty thousand dollars more to buy them new. They cost you, I think it's fifty to seventy five percent more to maintain. And the electric grid is not even to the point that it can sustain those vehicles. Yet Governor Newsom 
has already made it public that by 2035, there'll be no more sale of gasoline motored vehicles. That seems to be, you can, I mean, is it atrocious? Yes, it's atrocious. Is it as atrocious as the murder of innocent children? It's not as atrocious as that. But what I am saying is, is their policies across the board reflect the same thing. They are mandating for children to be taught that transgender identity is okay, acceptable, and they can even hide it from their parents to the point that they can sexualize the children at school without the parents even knowing it. Those are where those trend lines lead to, and that's right out of the Communist Manifesto. What I'm saying is they are accusing others of what they themselves are guilty of. And I think that that red flag needs to be raised at a higher form. When they're saying, listen, the Democrat Party has been in a kind of a tailspin with their politics concerning Israel, dating back to the very first election of Barack Obama. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Democrat Party's been trying to take support of Israel out of their platform. We watched mm-hmm. it at the convention. Okay, now that has evolved into protests breaking out on college campuses against Israel having the right to defend themselves. All right, if that be the case, now we've got Carvel saying that Christianity is like a terrorist organization. I'm telling you where those trend lines lead is that the Christian voice through censorship, through the loss of freedom of speech, through the loss of our choices, will reshape our identity and we will become a progressive nationalist country if we're not careful. I believe that. And men like Carvel's leading the effort. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Jeff, there's a article here. It's Baptist News Global. There's an article here. And in this article, it is cited as Baptist News Global. And it says that Christian nationalism has seeped so deeply into the fabric of American religious and political life that arguing with its adherents is frustrating and unproductive, according to Amanda Tyler, executive director of BJC. This is News Network. And she cites, this is her definition in her article, what is Christian nationalism? Christian nationalism is a political ideology and cultural framework that seeks to merge America and Christian identities, she said. That translates into an exaggerated form of American nationalism energized by the belief that God's providential hand is directly involved in American history and politics and that the United States was created as a Christian nation founded to privilege Christianity in some way. Christians need to take this ideology seriously because it seeks to coup with elements of faith to serve power-driven political ends, she warned. The Christian in Christian nationalism is more about identity than religion. You hear what she says there? Yeah. The Christian in Christianity nationalism is more about identity than religion, nor is the movement a patriotic one, she explains. Patriotism is about love of country, while nationalism requires allegiance to country that demand supremacy over all other allegiances, including to Jesus. Well, I would find a little, I I do see what she's saying there. I I have a problem with that. I've got a big problem with that. I take issue with that. I don't think it's right. I believe personally, well, as a matter of fact, I believe the Bible teaches that the government of the kingdom of God is the greatest government that the world will ever experience. Exactly. And if those that believe the kingdom is in our heart, 
which I do believe it is in our heart now, then the kingdom of God comes before anything else. And that's what processes my thought when I go to the voting booth. It's what processes my thought when I pray for my nation. That's what processed my thought when I served our nation. It was about a nation that could actually say, we trust the God of the Bible. Uh And if we're going to make that declaration and we're going to trust the God of the Bible, it would appear to me that the government of our nation should reflect what the God of the Bible mandates concerning his kingdom. Uh And I think that's what would make a nation great. Apparently, our founders thought that that would make a nation great, too, because that's what they declared. So I yeah, think one I nation, think one nation under saying. God. Yeah, yeah well, this is right. this is in our Baptist. Evidently, this is a Baptist organization, and they're they're making a point here that national Christian nationalism is a bad thing. Is yeah. the way I'm taking it, yeah. not a good thing. And there again, to me, Christian nationalism, and you know, she makes a distinction between patriotism and nationalism. Yeah. But to me, in all honesty. To me, they're synonymous. Yes, I don't know how you I don't, separate. I don't know how you. I mean, you could. It's okay to try to separate it, but it, you're kind of making it up. I mean, we did a podcast not too long back on on a, an article that Dennis Prager wrote on America First or America Only, mm-hmm. and in exactly. that, you, you kind of get, I think, the proper perspective around what we're talking about. I can say America First and still not say America only. I can say America Mm -hmm. first so I can bless other nations. I Mm -hmm. can say my family first so I can bless other families around me. And I think that's a biblical principle. I believe it's a biblical principle. Jesus told the disciples on the day of Pentecost, start here and Mm -hmm. then go to the uttermost parts of the earth. So mm-hmm. there is a big difference in saying America first and America only, just like there is a big difference. When you're talking about patriotism and nationalism, you cannot separate the two. And if you're born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, you cannot separate your Christian faith from your citizenship as an American citizen. You cannot well, separate. for some reason, people think that you have Christian values and then you have just values. that you pull out of the thin air. And so you have, for some reason, people think you have Christian values, and then you have these other values that aren't Christian, but you still have values. Uh, Let me ask you this question. All right, they're making a dirty word out of Christian nationalism. What's happening is pagan nationalism. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got pagan nationalism trying. So you've got this, you got a battle going on to cite this article. It appears to me that the author here is choosing to say, we got something bad here. It's called Christian nationalism. But I'm, I like to raise the question. If there wasn't a battle going on and Christians were the problem. Yeah. I could say, okay, we got a Christian problem in America. We got too many Mm -hmm. Christians is what people are trying to say. But the truth is, the opposite of Christian nationalism is pagan nationalism. And yep. I say, I don't see how there's an in-between, Jeff. There's not such thing as a no man's land where, That's where, I there, to where say. there's no sin, no law, no, we're just, people are just good people. So and I'm going to say no, this, I'm going to say this, even to the atheist, I would say this, you're serving a God. There is a God in your life. And if it's not the God of the Bible, you take your pick of any other God and what you have is a society in chaos. And if you don't believe that, all you got to do is look to Iran, look to Iraq, 
look to countries that are not governed by the God of the Bible, there is another God they are serving. And that God is producing the values that is against the God of the Bible, because that's the strategic war that's going on. If thou shalt not kill being a law of the land that comes out of the Bible makes me a Christian nationalist, then I'm a Christian nationalist. And I'll wear that title proudly. And I think that people that try to separate and compartmentalize their faith from the rest of their life are fooling themselves. They have no faith at all if they compartmentalize what they believe and put it over here in one segment, but yet they live their lives. And listen, that's foolish thinking, and it cannot be done. It's impossible to do that, to separate the spirit of man from the flesh nature of man. That is an impossible thing. The only time that happens is at death. Well, I think what you're coming from here, they're trying to establish what I, a place in the middle of the right and left, which we would call a moderate. They're saying that it's a no man's land. We don't need any religion in our values of our country, which is going to, let me tell you this. She said in a poll that data has been teased out. Uh, the data teased out language that adopters, I guess this is participants she's referring to, that adopters of Christian nationalism often use in some form. Okay, it's three lines here, Jeff. Uh, This is language that they've adopted, that they say adopters of Christian nationalism often use in some form. They are, number one, the federal government should declare the United States a Christian nation. Number two, the success of the United States is part of God's plan. Number three, the federal government should advocate Christian values. Well, if those are the three well, things that makes you a Christian nationalist, I, yeah, I was going. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I mean, uh, so if that's a bad word, we are one. Uh, yeah, I are one, and I and I will yeah. wear that title proudly. So just call me a Christian nationalist. Yeah, but you see, within my Christian nationalism, if you will, I allow it. Uh, Christian nationalism's allows this person to be in disagreement. And what's you this what out? That's what I said. Yes, and no other religion does. That's no, uh, uh, no, 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 no other no, religion no. does. The reason you've got America is because the Christian faith allows people to make their own choice. That's exactly right. And you do That's away right. with Christian nationalism, you're going to do away with the right of choice. That's exactly, or the right to speak. You do away with the Bill of Rights without the Christian voice. It just absolutely blows my mind that people don't understand the fact that mankind is spiritual by nature. It just depends on what spirit governs you as to where your value system comes from. And anything outside of the God of the Bible says, okay, it's okay. If you don't believe that homosexuality is right, we'll just take you to the highest building and throw you off the building and kill you. That's what they do in Iran. But the Christian voice says, no, you stayed right here with us. We're going to love you, and we're going to tell you about Jesus, and Jesus Mm -hmm. can change your life. Big difference Mm -hmm. there. So our value system hangs on Christianity in America. That's the way it was founded, at least. Well, to go on in in, in the defense of this lady that wrote this article, Tyler advised against stereotyping the ideology adopters because polling has shown that a fifth of Americans reject Christian nationalism outright, while another fifth, they're known as ambassadors, are fully steeped in it. And nothing will dampen potential dialogue like name-calling, she said. 
as this mm-hmm. poll was doing. Don't label them as Christian nationalists. We all find ourselves on a spectrum. The majority of the country are somewhere in the middle, not on the polar ends. So she's saying that there's these two polar ends. There's a fifth on one end, fifth on the other, and three-fifths in the middle. So yeah. she's making some good points and I think some... Uh, and maybe she's trying to, I mean, maybe I'm not even taking her article totally like she's meaning it. She goes well, on to say. At the very say, least, she's in the mucky middle. Uh, Christian nationalism appears in a variety of ways, some easier to spot than others, Tyler explained. During Donald Trump's administration, it was common to hear the former president describe in messianic terms. So to illustrate, Tyler presented a 2019 tweet by then presidential advisor Brad Pascal debating Trump as a savior to our nation that God alone could deliver. Many of Trump's supporters who assaulted the U.S. Capitol also described feeling called to be there and offered an, a Christian prayer in the Senate chamber. So she goes on and on there with that citing those type thing. Yeah. And she goes on to say, remember, Christianity is not an American only religion. Uh, I think uh, we see Uh, there. uh, And and we say, well, what does that have to do with his article about Johnson? So for Johnson to stand, you see, Johnson, there's a difference here, Jeff. Johnson is being who Johnson is. The reason he was yeah, elected right. to this position is because of who he is. Now you got but here you see that Carville is the one that made a name calling towards Johnson saying that he was a bigger threat than Al Qaeda. Yeah. In other words, right. he, he called him a big terrorist bigger than Al Qaeda yeah, to right. our country. That's a pretty yeah. stout statement. But that's where we're headed. My point is always that you can have all of these arguments and these debates around, if I can even frame it this way, non-essential terminology is used and being redefined, but the battle is still the same. The trend lines are there. And if people don't understand uh, at least our history, we're we're, we're bound to repeat it. We are headed for a place in America where Christian persecution is going and Christian hate will be on the rise unless these terms are not defined properly. So I am a Christian nationalist. Well, Jeff, look at it too. I mean, just look at how the dark side, you know, it's stealth and it's deployment. And now look at, we know, I mean, I'll, I'll stand flat-footed and argue with anybody. We know that God gave the country of Israel to the Jews. No doubt about it. And right. I'll stand and call me a Israeli nationalist, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, you know, I, whatever. I, yeah, whatever. But here we see the dark side trying to take over what God did. Now, yeah, right. pr- pray tell, United States might not be in the Bible, but you can't tell me that God didn't do unto the United States of what he did unto Israel. Absolutely. People have called this a promised land, maybe yeah. as an allusion unto Jerusalem or to Israel, right. but nonetheless, right. still ordained by God. That's right. And I do, and now some people might believe we need not to say that and to stay in a neutral zone. You hear, if you hear what I'm saying, but what yeah. people don't understand is the reason you have the right to have a neutral zone is because we have had the right and declared that God created this country as it is. Yes. So it right. allows, I say Christianity allows for somebody not even to believe. Yeah, that's but right. But those that, those that don't believe don't leave any room for the Christians, Christianity. Yeah. And so, that's I mean, right. I, you, somebody just needs to say it out loud is all I know. 
Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad we're in a country that this lady can have an opinion. I'm glad we're in a country that, that Carville can say that Johnson is the biggest terrorist to the United States. But I will say this. We're living in a country that you can say these things. Yeah. But you got right. to remember, there's a book in heaven and yep. everything's been written down that you say and do. That's exactly you right. You just need to that's be careful right. what chapter you're trying to write this week in heaven. Uh, that's exactly right. And I'll, I'll finish the conversation by saying this. Every born again believer that's listening, you ought to be and you ought to consider yourself a Christian nationalist. There you go. There you go. By our definition, not somebody yeah. that's trying to change that's the right. definition by that's an extreme right. view. Amen. Yeah, All right, Mr. Olin, there we are. Okay, Mr. Smith. Okay, buddy. And you Have a good day farming. Yeah, and by the way, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas and a Happy Listen, New Year. You, uh, just look at me. Make sure I want to have a Merry Christmas. I want to have a Merry Christmas. I don't want to yeah. look at you. That would ruin Christmas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Point well. You know played. what I mean. Bye-bye. <laughs> <Okay, bye. laughs> See you. <laughs> bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbeam.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.